0: Welcome to Creda talks, guys. Uh, today we have ilko Shatori with us. Uh, welcome to the show ilko
1: thank you i 'm happy uh, to be I did a lot of shows uh, mm-hmm. and uh, interviews uh, in 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 this uh, uh, time of uh, of the year with the mm-hmm. corona so uh, yeah, i 'm happy to to be with you 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 send me some interesting questions uh, that 's for me always important It has to it has a contrib- contribution it 's not just to be. See my face on uh, on on myself on uh, on a on a meeting. It's also about contributing and in the, yeah. This time of year, it uh, there's not much else to do. So uh, happy to be here. Thank you.
0: No, I'm, I'm looking forward to having the chat about those questions. Thank you so much for coming in. So yes. Um, you have uh, you started off your uh, coaching and managing career in Holland and then you moved to UAE, Saudi, you were in Ghana for a bit. Uh, you've been in India for almost eight years now. Uh, what kind of gaps have you seen like you know uh, in the Indian and the Asian ecosystem in comparison to their more successful counterparts in the West?
1: Um, one thing is, is clear when you see certain countries develop and other countries uh, still stay at the same level, especially over a longer period of time, you can clearly make that uh, assessment. Um, for instance, because I've been pretty long in the Middle East, I remember my arrival in the Middle East. I was in, uh, in the United Arab Emirates uh, at that time. Uh, they already had some some uh, foreign coaches in the youth development uh, for, from any club, so uh, mm-hmm. they were not too many. But you saw already they started uh, uh, implementing um, experts from outside in within their uh, within their ecosystem. And over time, yeah, if you go to a country like the United Arab Emirates or Qatar or Saudi Arabia, you almost see uh, in 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 all. Uh, layers of, of a club, so from the youth till first team, there are a lot of foreign coaches. And if you see that over time, they de- developed uh, uh, yeah, much more than when you compare it, for instance, to India. Part of that has, of course, to do with money, uh, because in the end, you need to invest money, bring coaches. Uh, but the interesting part is that if you look at those countries like Qatar, I don't know, they have what is it? Uh, One million, two million people? No, not even, I think. So the, the quantity is very small. Uh, so you have less quality to choose from, but still they are ahead of, uh, of India. Um, part, of course, is also culture, football culture. But over a long period of time, I do think that India developed um, on the level of football, uh, there are a lot of examples where I can see the difference between an Indian player when I arrived and an Indian player now. But the infrastructure, uh, the, the, the total uh, structure to really develop the football is still behind. And yeah, that, that there needs to be, a certain, there need to be a, a certain things that have to be done in order to catch up with even those smaller countries.
0: True, and I think Qatar has actually been discussed as a successful case study in the Indian circles a lot. I mean, the steps that they have taken, uh in introducing foreign coaches and players into the league as well. Uh, so your first stint in India was, I think, in two thousand twelve with Prayag United, and uh, yeah, you've yeah. been here for almost eight years, so better part of an entire decade. Have you seen yeah. things change? So you you said that you know you've seen some players getting better. But when it comes to the system and the governance, have you seen certain changes happening in the Indian ecosystem over the last 8-10 years?
1: Uh, I do think that, that the, the intense love or the intense... Uh, yeah how would you what, what word could you choose for that but the culture everything starts in life whatever anything that has to become big starts with the culture so football culture country culture if you ask anyone in the world about uh, indian culture they will name a few things uh, yoga um, uh, how many languages you have so these things will always come up it's the same with football football has a culture uh, and that's the only way to grow something. And if you don't start uh, to implement uh, certain elements in order to change certain culture, you will always stay on a certain level. And I do think in India there is improvement. Uh, I do think there is a, a change from when I came. But I also see maybe the best thing to. There was one player when I arrived in India. Um, Deepak Mandal was his name. Deepak Mandal, yes. Uh, yes. And there are a few others where I clearly think he had a real. He's a defender. He was a very good centre back. I hardly see any Indian centre backs uh, at the moment who reach that level, and also the mentality, the 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 mental strength. I see, uh, uh, yeah, on that level, I see things going backwards. But what I do see a positive development in India is creativity. Um, I remember back in the day. uh, uh, what's his name again he comes from uh, from goa he was playing at um Kelvin, uh, kevin lobo <laughs> kevin. he was for me he was for, he was for me one of the rare Indian players where I could see real creativity but now I see more creativity I see more creative players players either you look at goa uh, uh, what's his name uh, Brandon Fernandez, um, okay. Fernandez uh, sahhal at mm-hmm. um, uh, i'm not, I'm always bad at names I always have to mm-hmm. apologize me but On that level, I see a a lot of more development. So there is progress and there's also parts where I say, okay, for instance, why are there less good defenders? Uh, And I also talk about mental strength, mental ability, Um, because if you develop something uh, where you organize things in a better way, people also become a little bit more lazy. Mm. So, I remember when I arrived at, uh, in India that first year, there were players who got up three or four o'clock in the morning, came in the train to train. And if you do that over time, it developed mental strength. I don't think that is the case anymore. So everything is related. So I see end development, and I see also things I said, okay, uh, especially on the mental level, there it could be a bit, uh, bit uh, better. As a total, there is progress. But still, in the end, the, the decisive factor is the infrastructure, the, the structure of the league. So, uh, only playing 18 games, in, and I'm talking about the, the ISL, or even for the I-League, only playing 18 games in, uh, in one season is not enough to catch up with, with other countries. True. I think, I
0: think a longer-running league will obviously serve the country better. Um, yeah. hit the, yeah. table in the head when you spoke about culture, right, and um, what do you think comes first, right, so we've had a culture of playing cricket in this country, and I mean, every kid in any street will have a cricket bat. He knows what the right yeah. technique is. And pretty much if you look at the Google cricketing stage, India. Has its own style of playing cricket, but when it comes to football, yeah. we still not developed our own style. You know, we still aping other people's styles. So right? Right now, ego has been playing a different style of football, but it can't be said like it is purely Indian, right? So, like you can say, Spain has a pure style of playing football. Uh, Barcelona, Spain has a tiki-taka style of playing football. Uh, Brazil has the Ginga style of playing football, but India doesn't. So. What comes first? Is it like we are waiting for uh, some certain amount of success to hit India, where, say, the Indian national team creates a specific amount of players? So say you spoke about Gavin Lobo. So can kids then look up to them and develop their own style of football? How, how can India develop its own style?
1: Uh, any success that you have with yeah, on, on an individual level or team level, doesn't matter in life, any success, can speed up uh, uh, a process, it can uh, create momentum, and people will see those people as heroes and start uh, identifying with them and that will help. But in the end, the structure, uh, the the long-term thinking, uh, having a structure in place will decide uh, if if it will be uh, uh, sustainable and that you actually really grow as a culture. In this case, we're talking about the football culture. Um, You just have to be honest that look at America, who has a culture of baseball, basketball, etc, football is slowly slowly uh, um, getting more uh, famous in America, but it 's still not where it where it should be and a big part of that was the success that the American national team had in a period of time of fifteen years I think, and now the last uh, World cup they were not doing that well so to to look at it country that is sport-minded uh, and was what never had a football culture and they tried so many initiatives to change that yeah culture is is is, is, is yeah is, is rooted it's almost dna and to change that is is not easy uh, but if you get success uh, that can uh, speed up the process but then still you need to have a, an infrastructure in place uh, in order to to maintain it and to uh, to succeed so It's it's not easy, and a country like India, um, yeah, you are still even far behind on on on. In this case, America. Uh, The quantity is there. The quantity is in any market that you would choose for India. People will always go because the quantity is there. Either you want to to sell iPhones or whatever. If you have a market, then yeah, that is profitable. Uh, But overall, uh, yeah, that is not an easy task to do. But it starts there if if you can inflame. That, that feeling I'm sure I'm, yeah, what people have with cricket, if you somehow know what to do in order to inflame that uh, culture in football, uh, that is yeah if you know how to do that, then you're the right way, but that's still that that really needs time. You cannot just catch up a hundred years of, of uh, football culture for, uh, compared to in uh, European countries True. Sure.
0: So you spoke about uh, infrastructure. Let me talk about educational infrastructure over here for a bit. Um,
2: So this is something
0: that whenever I speak with people who run football academies in the country, and I've I've always had this issue with them that it's two-month coaching camps that they run, right? So it's a summer program. It's never a Mm year-long program like you do for education. uh, Going up especially in a country like India where we've not had successful footballers, right? And at the end of the day, uh, people need money to sustain. So if there has not been enough successful case studies of footballers on money, parents generally stop kids from playing football. They're okay with their kids yep. playing it, um, And we've never really had a curriculum per se when you look at football training. So every uh, club has its own uh, curriculum, right? So you have a FC Barcelona Academy that has its own curriculum. Uh, PSG will have its own curriculum. Uh, very recently, I think, and this was when you were with K- Kerala, uh, AC Milan came into Kerala. So they started their own academy out there. So there, there'll be a new Italian style of football over there. So everybody is doing their own thing. So do you think there is, like, is there, is it important to have one single curriculum that every kid in the country can learn from?
1: Now, first of all, uh, a curriculum. Football is football, uh, mm. and I only think you either play it progressive or uh, uh, reactive. Mm. If you talk about high level, and the easiest way to look at it is Guardiola likes to play attacking, and Mourinho basically is always more of the defensive part, reactive way. So, to have a curriculum is good, but you're talking about those academies who are in, in India. If you have a football academy where you have to pay money to get into the academy, uh, that means the academy is only there for one reason, to make money. While I believe football curriculum should be there to educate football, to, to, uh, to learn how to play football. That should be the main driver. If you need to sustain a football academy because there is no budget or whatever and you have to let people pay uh, okay but what you will get then is you hardly will get competition uh, and as in the recruitment so that means i will i will give an ex- extreme example let's say one kid is overweight i call them mcdonald's kids uh, but the, the, the parent thinks you need to lose some weight. Let's put him in this uh, school. And you have one really talented boy from the street, uh, has just enough money to, uh, to participate. If those two play against each other, they both will not benefit. So the essence, the essence of, uh, of growing, there needs to be competition. So the structure uh, of competing with people that are maybe a little bit better than you or a little bit less, that's how you grow and that is, that is only done if you create a structure of uh, uh, leagues. So having a football academy and having a certain curriculum, fine, great. But that is not the decisive factor in order to grow. Because uh, I will give you an example. You, you just mentioned Spain. Uh, football is um, the tiki-taka. But it, where does it come from? And not because I'm from Holland. Spain, till the basically till the till Guardiola became coach of barcelona the spain national team so this was in what was it 2008 or something i'm not sure when he became coach of barcelona the national team of spain before that never ever won anything and was not famous was not famous for for playing tiki-taka football Guardiola Uh, Actually, dream team one was 1996, uh, Johan Cruyff, who changed Barcelona, where Guardiola was playing with him. And then Guardiola, in his coaching days, he even enhanced it, made it better. That's when Spain started to to grow. Mm -hmm. So the point here is, that curriculum or that tiki-taka basically comes from Holland and not because I'm from Holland. Mm -hmm. But it's not important. Uh, which curriculum that you uh, that you uh, implement in your academy it's more important that you have a structure of competing that there is a structure of leagues and i go back again to what we said um, playing 18 games in a in a year or a whole year through uh, uh, having a games to play and on top of that having a proper curriculum yeah good uh, and whatever you you implement is fine but don't overthink things because uh, back in the, um, I'm thinking, I'm talking, thinking back in the 1990s, something around that time in Holland, uh, we were thinking about how can we uh, keep people or players, uh, keep uh, uh, developing creative players. And we came back with the the idea is, because in those years before, how players develop is on the street, so when you play games, four against four, five against five, so small-sided games where you have a lot of ball contacts, where you have to play on, on the street, where you have to be careful that you fall down on the street so you develop more awareness, that actually, that element, you should try to translate even into your training. And that's what we did in Holland. So so that is without curriculum. Just let them play uh, uh, and just set the circumstances of that you make a lot of ball contacts. So a small-sided game, four against four, five against five, that guarantees you that you have to do a lot, then um, the intensity is high, so physically it will be, de- it will be developed. And three, you will create uh, more creativity. So that is basically a curriculum, but without rules, without specifically wanting to say uh, you need to take care of this, this, this. this, this. So it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. And in the end, I do believe development only comes from competing. Uh, and to to make that a, uh, a even better development is there is there is some structure of yeah, as you call it a curriculum
0: so uh, you spoke about two things right you spoke about the structure which i, I feel obviously missing so it's not even just the highest uh, division so you have an i league and an isl which runs for maybe three four months uh, if you look at yeah leagues below that where uh, the production is happening of players, we don't really have anything at the university level that runs for long or so. I mean, it, a lot of attrition happens of players at the age of 14 or 15, uh, which is again because right. there is no structured league. Um, you spoke about comp- competing with better players, right, which in general also makes you improve as a footballer. And yeah. the, Indians have had, always had this fascination of going abroad and playing and they've always wanted to go and play in Europe. So, and we've not really had a lot of successful players going out and playing. Is it, is it a mentality? Do you think that, you know, it's that Europe is the shiny diamond that everybody wants to go for? Why aren't Indians, you think, going and playing, say, in Malaysia, in Japan, where the gap between our current football standards and their standards is not as high as maybe a, an Indian going and playing in Europe? So do you think it makes more sense if Indians actually start looking at playing in other Asian leagues rather than trying and playing in europe
1: uh, It's logic uh, unless unless as an Indian boy let's say that you are nine ten eleven twelve years old and you can enroll into a, uh, a academy, a professional academy, not a football school where you pay money, an academy that you get recruited, you do, for instance, a test training and they say, hey, this boy has talent and you can go through the curriculum of that club, of that professional club, Uh, that would make sense. But anyone who is, I remember one of the players uh, in India, he's from Goa, I forget Mm -hmm. his name, he went to to Brazil or something, I remember, and... um, even uh, Gurpreet, who went to, to Norway, I think, as a goalkeeper. And they all come back and they will learn a lot. But on that age to to go to, to Europe, then you're already so far behind. You will have the quality, but the basics. There, there are so many parts of football, the mental part, the tactical part. You don't just catch up with, with people who are already so far ahead of you. So, um, And the best example, I am in the Middle East. There's only one... Player till now, um, Ali Hapsi, I am in Omani, is a goalkeeper who played in the Premier League. The rest never, there's not one player from the whole Middle East who ever uh, uh, made it uh, into Europe. And I go back again because Europe, the culture of football is so far ahead. It's not something you just catch up with. Unless on a young age you step into that culture and you get the chance to develop yourself. On an older age, it's, it's almost impossible. That is is very difficult, or you need to be so exceptionally good that. Uh, but yeah, that 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 isn't that is there's an exception, pure exception. So um, to go to leagues in Asia is way more better to do because also if their infrastructure of playing more games during a year and their level is still not, yeah. That much exceed, uh, extending from 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 India, yeah. That would that would be way more logic. Absolutely. What what
0: do you think is like? At what age does a player stop learning? I mean, I, I think nobody stops learning ever, but there yeah. is an age where you reach where it's very difficult to now uh, teach them new things, right? So, yeah. And you you worked with youngsters a lot, and you know. Uh, Sahal speaks very highly of you, and Sahal is a player that we've been generally on the outside, been watching with a lot of interest, and we've seen him come leaps and bounds, right? So, what age do you think is where it's a threshold where you know after that it becomes very difficult? So, at what age would you say is the right time to teach a kid?
1: Um, this is very this is one of the most interesting things I like in football. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will try to explain it uh, threefold. One, anything you learn on a young age uh, is better in order to... uh, yeah. When you teach somebody on a young age certain basic, there's logic that you will benefit from it later. Now, I've been with, uh, uh, with a lot of young players who quickly catch up, quickly learn something, and I've also been with young players who uh were not able to learn so the the part of learning is is one thing to look at the ability to learn rather than looking at the age. I will give you the example of last season it's a perfect example um my, my left back who uh, who came from goa uh, now i again uh, uh, i will i will come back with the, with the name in a bit he's 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 30, 30 years old
2: Hmm.
1: Played for the played for the last six, seven years, I think, or even three, four seasons in the Goa League. He didn't even play I-League. So if you see the progress that he make, made, he get, went from, from Goa League to uh, ISL. Hmm. He played all the games. He's the only player who played all the games and his ability... To catch the information and transform that into action was fantastic. Now, the question is, and this is where it becomes interesting, is as a coach, you need to have the ability to uh, transfer that information or to understand a person, how he's learning, how is he taking in certain information. And not each player has that the same same way. So there's part. I don't, I don't think that age is really relevant. You can always learn. Uh, I do think it's more important. How is how are is your mentality to 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 learn something? How do you take in information and transform it into action? And that's a very interesting thing. You mentioned Sahel. Um, uh, Sahel his focus, and you see that many times with with uh, with talents, is that their focus is on that individual action that he's doing. So he's taking one part out of football is to beat a 1v1, to have a pass, but in the end, the total package on how to tactically be aware, and we get, I think, one to those questions, I will explain it even with a small video I I put for you, to make it visual, uh, is to to understand your surroundings. And if you understand the total package, if you link things, that's when you start learning. And the earlier you learn it, the better, but it's not. There is no limitation to say on this age. Here it stops. Uh, that and and the second part of it is, a coach needs to have the ability to to understand that person and 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 provide him with information so he he can understand better. I for instance I work a lot with visual. I work a lot with videos. I work a lot with examples, and you can see players they when they see something and you can even demonstrate it it. it enhances the, the 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 learning curve hmm. it's a very interesting topic
2: hmm.
0: so you spoke about uh, coaching right so and i think a student is only as good as the teacher right and you can't really learn football from the internet so you will need to have a good coach or a manager that is teaching you uh, when it comes to indian coaches uh, i think Their exposure to good coaching is also pretty limited. So we've not, as Indians, we've not had a lot of exposure to better schools of teaching, right? So how important do you think it is before we can even start thinking about India doing good on our international stage, that we need to start producing good, intelligent thinking Indian coaches and how far do you think we are from that?
1: Uh, Anything, a country, look at what's happening in the world at this moment. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you, have an, if you don't have good leadership who has a clear idea, a clear program, a clear explanation of what you're doing, yeah, the, 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 the people below that will, will be less able to find the, the proper way. I, I don't think that, that a teacher, either if it's in school, a coach in a football team is the one who tells you if A happens we do B and if B happens we do C because in the end there is a creative process. Football is a creative process, but you give guidance to small things that make you be more effective. So uh, for Indian coaches, if you never really competed uh, on, a, on a higher level, you will, you will stay on, on a certain level that will not really enhance you. So as you said, uh, the best thing for Indian coaches is to do, yes, you have your own uh, infrastructure within India and you know everything how things work there are more Indian coaches will know better how to deal with Indian players mm. but how do they how will they be able to read the game better or how to deal with training etc this is something where I would advise it doesn't mean they are bad but mm. to enhance themselves there it's yeah it's a matter of uh, trying to uh, get abroad uh, get as much as possible knowledge from even coaches you work with uh, but uh, try to get internships uh, outside because yeah that will open your uh, your mind and, and also the opportunity to see things different uh, I don't think that why do Indian why do Indian students on a on a certain subject in any country go ahead you go to a country where they are more developed uh, in, in have better curriculums have have more knowledge it's logic that is not uh, not very difficult to understand I think
0: hmm. True. Very interesting. Um, so let's speak about footballing philosophies for a bit. And uh, I know you, yep. you preferred formation as a four-three-three, 3 where you said, you've said, yep. like, you, know, you like dominating the game. Now, yep. obviously footballs played in two ways, right? Uh, one, you move with the ball. Second, you move without the ball and you let the ball come to you, right? Um, yep. This is one thing that Indian players have been very infamous for, not moving when they do not have the ball. How difficult yes. is it to coach
1: that into a player? Um, let me try to uh, to share with you something. We show some examples here of how to play uh, attacking-based football. Well, you can see here uh, this team, uh, Bremen, is very organized, very compact. So defensively, in order to break this open, Everything depends on good positioning, how to use space. You can see here that Bremen tries to force the opponent team to play wide, but he finds a pass in between the, the player that circled his position. In one pass he kills five players and from there the, the attack takes place. So the position of that player and the pass of that player is, is crucial in order to open up uh, a team and to use spaces. Next clip is a very good example. You can see here where the ball is played wide. Normally, many players are indicated in the position where they are, uh, what I show you. But if you play deeper, again, you kill in one pass and in one position the whole middle line uh, of uh, the opponent team. So, the positioning using the space is extremely important in order to play possession based football. Another example. You can see here where the left back is going up and the left winger goes inside to create space. Uh, You can see here somebody tried to get behind the defense line to use that space. The ball is not coming. This player is indicated, like, play the D ball uh, to this player. So, as you see, the opponent team is very compact and they need to find a way to break it open. And that is very difficult. Uh, When you play, possession based football you try to find those openings. so in this case now an opening is created but there's no deep run in inside of it uh, it is not a computer game uh, so you need to find the right moment here again indicated very compact defense the only space is on the wings so how are we going to use that space you will see in a bit that because of the compactness of the opponent we uh, stay patient Possession-based football means staying patient, take the ball out, and we start again. This player is checking where there is an open space. Uh, if he's free, he gets the ball. Where do the ball end? We said because of the compactness, there's space on the side. We end up to the side, somebody's running into that space, we get a cross inside, and we have an attack. So of course everything depends now on the quality of the cross. Uh, an example from our own games last year with Northeast where a right back, the right back, uh, will take a certain position. First you see my midfielders and wingers playing very deep into spaces, but you can see here where my right back becomes a midfielder. Instead of playing on the w- wide side, he comes to the midfield, creating an extra midfielder. So how to use space is, uh, is extremely important, and from there we got a bad cross, a bad attack, but it's how to use space. Last example, uh, in this case Burgess, Uh, gets a positioning as a midfielder in between, so in this case one pass kills uh, the the offensive line. And now same, Borges looks for Bart Ogbece and in one pass he kills five players. All about positioning. Uh, Where do we end? We end up on the side and from there you get a cross and uh, try to be uh, attacking. But now for instance also the positioning in front of the goal You see one going first post second post but one player decides to change his position and that makes a problem for in this case for Bart beach and these are examples that positioning in a team using space is extremely important football football is uh, i always say football is the the only team sport that you play individual that Mm. sounds very strange Mm. Uh, one player has the ball and 10 other players don't have the ball so for that person who has the ball to find solution? It highly depends on those other ele- uh, other ten to uh, to move, um, because football is played in a big space. The positioning, the positioning of each player without the ball, is essential to be successful. So, and I try to as clearly as possible to explain it defensively. you're defending if you don't have the ball at all what do you do you try to make the space as small as possible together in order to withhold the the opponent when you have the ball you try to make the space as big as possible and you try to find positions in between open spaces to enhance your play that part on how to do that, on how to understand, as a football player, we spoke about Sahel. Mm -hmm. That is, for instance, instance, one part where I say where he can make a lot of progress to be more effective uh, in his game. Uh, And I work a lot on that part of training. So um, maybe a good way to explain it is try to visualize that you have a defender Mm -hmm. and the striker is standing in front of him. Now the defender, he sees the striker and he sees the ball. Now let's say that the striker stands beside the defender. Now the defender, when he looks to the striker, he doesn't see the ball. If he looks to the ball, he doesn't see the striker. Mm -hmm. So this part already enhances my, my, uh, uh, chances to get the ball. So positioning how to use space is extremely important and how to do that. Yeah, that depends on the coach. Many coaches, they just rely on the quality of the player and don't, they will spend some time, but that is something I spend a lot of time on. And that's how you get also possession-based football. Uh, if you play simply, if you don't care about space, we just play a long ball forward and they have a strong guy there and hold the ball up and we see where, where we end, that is a philosophy, that's a, a way to go. But I still do believe I believe in smartness. I believe in also entertaining uh, um, uh, the 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 public. If you are able to use space in a proper way uh, and be, and also be effective, yeah. What is more beautiful than that? That has been proven. The best teams, the most beautiful teams, are the teams that play tiki taki and score goals. But how to do that? Not many coaches, in my opinion, know how to do that or really give that an extra dimension. And especially when you start talking to players, how to position yourself or how to control a certain ball in a certain area, these small things make a huge difference. And that is a, also a very interesting thing. Uh, what, one of the things I really like about uh, coaching, for it. Mm.
0: it brings me to my point where how important is it to be patient and how patient does, say now we're looking at a club or a national team, when a new coach comes in uh, is it not wrong to ex- expect the coach to have done wonders within three months, right? So if you're going to bring in a new philosophy, how long do you think people need to wait? How patient do you have to be?
1: I will give you the, I think the best possible example is uh, Mourinho. Hmm. Everyone, at a certain po- everyone at a certain point said, oh, Mourinho, he's the best coach in the world. Uh, he brings results. Uh, There was a period of time where he, with his playing, I think it's defensive, but Mm -hmm. it's fine. Respect Mm -hmm. that. He got results. But the last, what is it, five, six years, he's not getting results anymore. He's not winning cups. It's the same coach, same philosophy. The point here is that there is no formula. There is no formula in football that guarantees you success. There is, there is not one plus one plus one plus one is uh, is four uh, of three. Harmony did it. Mm-hmm. And you reproduce that formula with the next club. There is it. Mm-hmm. So the people uh, who run a club, uh, they need to first have a clear idea. What is football? What is it? It's not, it's not a, a, uh, a business model. It's not something that we, uh, we want to produce refrigerators. We put this and this and this together and we have a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And you have almost guarantee you, you, uh, uh, how do you call it? make profit
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the amount of refrigerators they make. That's not football. That understanding needs to be there, one. Two, um, yes, I do think that a coach uh, needs to bring results. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to be responsible for the results. But then also the process and mostly the key process is recruitment. Uh, the process of recruiting between the club and the coach should be something that you do together mm-hmm. where you together are convinced these bunch of players give us the most chance of success. Now, if one side uh, the club recruits the players mm-hmm. and the coach comes in still the coach can do a good job but if things going sideways we're not start blaming the coach because a, blo- a coach start start oh wait i didn't i didn't choose those players
2: mm-hmm.
1: now if mm-hmm. the coach choose the players and there is no success what will start happening uh, the coach start make start finding excuses so that it has to be done together we already said there is no formula for 100% success Mm -hmm. but the moment you are together and things are going a little bit back because there was always in any process you go up and you go down then you stick together and you send out a message on the process that you are doing Mm -hmm. and if that is given time then you have the biggest percentage of chance to succeed Mm -hmm. and there are enormous examples there's so much examples of Clubs who invest a lot of money and bring in the best, 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 best and didn't succeed. And also the opposite.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there are a lot of examples where clubs do things step by step who should be successful. And also it, it took too much time to be successful. But in the end, anything you want to build and endure hasn't an, takes time. And if you ask me how much time does that take for a for a club, basically. It takes normally three, four months for a coach to implement his Mm -hmm. ideas if he starts, if he's new. And uh, look at the, I will take as an example, Guardiola when he arrived at uh, Manchester City uh, or or even uh, Mourinho when he arrived at Chelsea. It only takes one season Mm -hmm. to get something stabilize, and then the next season he will be successful. Are there examples where it was done in one season? Yes, there are. But if you would take the majority, it takes a season to really settle uh, uh, an idea,
2: mm-hmm. to
1: settle structure, uh, and then the next season you should reap, uh, And sometimes even the third season. But as long as you are together, showing the process, communicating the process, look at Goa. Goa mm-hmm. took three seasons to 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 become number one in the league, but still didn't win it. Hmm. And but I I think that I think that the the the, the owner at least I can see that from he's patient and he's he's willing to 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 uh, to give it time. Hmm. And the same with with Bangalore. And yeah, that that in my opinion is is key. Getting together, hmm. creating a process, and give it time.
0: True. That is actually very important, right? Uh, You spoke about recruitment, and um, I think you have been in three of the hotbeds of Indian football, right? You've been in Calcutta, you've been in the Northeast, and then you've been in Kerala. I think the only place that you've not been in is Goa. So, these four are generally known as the hotbeds of football in India. And how difficult is it to scout talent? Because uh, coming from the side of uh, technology in sports, in general, if you look at in India, there is no scouting technology right now. So, there are no... uh, Technical tools that you can use to scout talent. How difficult has it been?
1: It's it's the best question that you ask me, and mm. I, what I mean by that is, uh, I came to uh, uh, East Bengal. Mm. I stayed there for I only stayed there for three months, at, mm. and this was at the end of the season. I didn't scout one player in that team. I came to Northeast Mm-hmm. Uh, Northeast, uh, when I became head coach of Northeast, I didn't scout one foreign player in that team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even at Bart Ogbeche, all was done by the club and we were very successful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I came to Kerala, I didn't scout one Indian player in Kerala. Mm-hmm. The foreign mm-hmm. players, I chose five out of two. Two were already there. Uh, East Bengal, in the don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. Till now, no championship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Northeast, North in all five years at that moment of their existence, never reached the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We were successful. But you get into a club that is under pressure, that mm-hmm. is, is difficult. Kerala, in the last, never became champion. Mm-hmm. It has a huge expectation. So all the clubs that I went into, went into basically the recruitment between management and uh, coach, was not on a level where it should be, and sometimes, mm. sometimes that is because of the situation. Uh, and uh, at the same time, all three clubs have something around them that there is a huge hunger for success, and the success is not coming. So, mm. me as a coach stepping into those challenges uh, where at, at one I was successful with the Northeast, but you have no idea even all the things that happening around the team, etc. are huge huge challenges of of, yeah that people don't see Mm
2: -hmm. so i
1: go back again if you really want to be successful in the long run there needs to be as i said a process between management and coach and give it the time and all three clubs i left after one season Mm -hmm. and even even with northeast Reaching the goal that we needed to go, still uh, they uh, they uh, put me outside. So this is the the crazy thing in football, where where uh, even when you do a good job, something uh, one thing that you at, at Goa uh, where uh, Lobero get uh, get sacked at the yes. end of the season. I don't know why, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go into it. It's a, but that's how football. The knowledge of football, the process of football, is sometimes completely misunderstood, and people just look at that one game win or lose if you win it's good and when you lose it, it's bad and sometimes when you win you play very bad and sometimes when you uh, when you lose you play very good but people mm-hmm. don't see that and that is for instance also a culture in, in India what what could be addressed there should be more teaching about the game that's one of the reasons why sometimes I put those those analysis uh, it's not just for my own ego it's it's also is an educational thing to, to, to try to help to try to mm-hmm. make things understand.
0: You know, that's actually very interesting and I think more than fans understanding the game, I feel owners need to understand the game as well because uh, Indians in general are very impatient. Uh, the best example is you get off a flight and the moment the flight lands, everybody stands up, right? So, we've been very yeah, impatient yeah, yeah. as a nation in general and it shows and It yeah. also shows in the way uh, we go about planning, right? So you look at the way japan have planned their whole world cup campaign they have a 100 year old goal and indians with each qualification campaign we expect us to qualify whereas we are far far away from it i mean we we don't defeat pakistan that in football so that's that's yeah. actually very important right i'll come back to uh, the topic of philosophy that you were talking about and um, as you said right there is no one size fits all so there have been coaches that have actually been called uh, dinosaurs I'll give you the example of Mourinho again, right? So, his style of football and his style of man-management, right? So, football is one thing, um, but his style of man-management has been looked upon as something that's very archaic, right? So, he will call out players in the open. And he's not very flexible with his man-management style or his style of playing football. How important is it, do you think, for a manager or a coach to be flexible? And if you could give me some examples of coaches that you think have been successful in doing so.
1: Um, what I, That's another part that is very interesting is that, uh, for instance, within my philosophy, my coaching framework mm-hmm. uh, exists out of three things. One is, what is football? Mm-hmm. Basically, try scientifically, objectively to to uh, analyze what is football. Are there elements, either you play in a low-level, high-level, whatever country, are there factors, things that we can all agree on? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thing to look at. Second thing is forces in football, that means around the football club there are a lot of forces that uh, have a huge influence on the result, but they're totally not involved with the the club. Mm -hmm. For instance, supporters Reporters can have a huge influence on the decisions that a coach, maybe you start hesitating, maybe start pressuring. Mm. So forces around the club, there are a lot of press, uh, stakeholders, etc. The third thing, and that's what we need to get to, is how do you manage football? Uh, mm. That is one, having a coaching philosophy, and two, how do you manage people? So managing people uh, is, uh, I don't see football players as football players, I see football mm. players as people so that means there is uh, four four things to look at one how are you motivated mm-hmm. not everyone has the same way he motivates himself so you need to have a little bit of understanding there two is how do you take in information are you somebody who who actually uh, takes in information very technically or are you somebody who takes in information and makes and and has a feeling about it it's an, an intuitive the third thing, and there's an important thing, how do you make decisions? Uh, so, if a person makes decision on uh, intuition,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or are you make make decision based on facts? And the last thing is, how do you, in general, stand in in the world? Uh, are you someone who uh, likes everything to be organized, or are you someone who likes things a little bit more open? Mm-hmm. And we see how things going along the way. These four parts are very are with all people different. Mm-hmm. So, as a coach. If I only uh, um, bring in, if I communicate my information, the things that I want, and I only stick to my principles or the way I explain things or the way I think, you will never get success. So how to manage people is is a very important thing to Mm -hmm. be successful. Mm -hmm. I think you have more chance as a coach to have success uh, if you have let's say let's say we make it theoretical we have a uh, we have two teams with the same qualities and you have one coach who is highly man managed who is really good in man managing but tactically not that great and we have one coach who is very bad in man managing but tactically very great i think the guy who who is has good man management has more chance of success because in the end the players if the teams are equally have the same quality uh, uh, that decides uh, that can decide games for you but if you can motivate a player in a certain way if you can give him a good feeling uh, that that makes it this dec- that brings you that, that extra so managing people is is extremely important does that answer your question yes or... it does yes it does yes it does All right.
0: um okay i'm going to uh, dive into your knowledge of indian football for a bit now um so you've been here for almost 8 years now better part of a decade what do you think is a realistic goal for Indian football going forward uh, internationally? And if you were at the helm of Indian football, what changes would you make?
1: Yes. Um, let me start with uh, with the last one. Hmm. Uh, first of all, I don't think that the, the infrastructure of Indian football is there to... to uh, be that successful on the, on the international level. It's, mm-hmm. it's a simple, simple equation. And I go back again to playing only 18 games. So that's the first thing to enhance, to give a bigger league. Uh, either you have a good coach or a bad coach, doesn't matter. If you really want to compete
2: mm-hmm.
1: with, uh, uh, with international level, that's the first thing that needs to happen. I think they also all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Many people spoken out on it. Um, so, it, it has nothing to do with the quality of the coach. But within the, um, so basically that answers your first question. Mm-hmm. So, what is realistically possible for the internationally to be successful uh, is that part needs to happen first, otherwise, it will be difficult. Um, the second question is basically what I would do is I would almost, let's say that I'm the head coach. Of the national team, uh, I would visit uh, visit the clubs. Uh, for instance, I stay one week at Goa, I stay one week at uh, Bangalore, just whatever mm-hmm. club it is, and you interact with the players. You see also how they are in in within the within the uh, what is it within the club mm-hmm. structure because it's very difficult just from those eighteen games, uh, and all those games are are uh, how do you call it? Um, they are not on the same day, so. It, it, it's very difficult to, to, to see them all and to get to know uh, players. So I think it's important to have a good idea, also player, how they mentally are or, or even educate. It's almost like as an educator, you go to the club and try, have interactions with players, get to know them better. Try to see how they are in their, in their uh, in their club environment to get a bigger picture, a better picture of which players do we need? Because the pool of players is not that big. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like we have a, a huge pool to, to choose from. Um, that is one part, and that has more to do with the psychological part. Because in the end, if you on a national team, you need to win, mm-hmm. and you need to find the right characters. The right characters that can bring you success. Second link is less focus on the playing style, on on having a uh, idea of we need to play tiki taki.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would more focus on what is the right system with the qualities that we have. Mm-hmm. So, you are not, as you said, you play against Pakistan or uh, whatever team, mm-hmm. and it's even difficult to win. That shows mm-hmm. that we we might have the qualities, we might have individual qualities, but do we play the right system for that? There are many ways uh, to, to uh, play attacking football, mm-hmm. but I still do think you need to find a system that gives you a bit, little bit more... Chance on having success, and the easiest way to explain it is: let's say you play with five defenders, five of three, three uh, center backs and two wing. That you're a little bit more compact, you're a little bit more safe, and you play with two strikers. If you have to play mm. a long ball, you have more outlet forward. Within that system, you can still play tiki-taki football. You mm. can still play attacking football, but you need to create some circumstances that give you a little bit more chance on, on success hmm. because you have to know your position uh, within the market
2: hmm.
1: and we're not, not in the market that we can choose any player we want and we're not in the market that we have a culture that shows that we are able to dominate other teams hmm. so you have to find the right formula That that those two things I should focus on I would focus on. Hmm.
0: Thanks. I mean, that was really interesting uh, chatting with you about these things. Uh, I'm going to end this uh, chat uh, with a simple question. And this is something I know that your fans have been asking for a lot. So I've read a lot of YouTube comments, uh, comments on YouTube, comments on Twitter and Instagram about this. So, something for your fans. What next for you?
1: Um don't know. At mm-hmm. the moment, uh, I am uh, communicating with an agent in, in England mm-hmm. who uh, took it on, on, on him on to find jobs within Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, uh, nothing. I mean, there is no contact with any club. Mm-hmm. And within Asia, I have also what agents who are looking. Uh, but at the moment, the football market is pretty quiet. Uh, so at the moment, I am... Uh, Doing interviews, like my analysis to stay busy. Mm. Uh, I do hope that I can uh, get back to Europe, because that is always me myself. Uh, mm. um, my my goal, of course, to work at the possible level, and I will keep doing that at uh, any time. At the same time, I'm always thankful and grateful if I have a job where I can express my my uh, my knowledge on football, and if that is on this level or that level. Hmm. happy the moment I'm on the feet, the, the the ambition always is there. So at the moment, uh, still nothing concrete. We uh, keep looking into things and hopefully within this month, we'll start again a bit, hopefully something will happen.
0: I, I hope the same for you. I hope the same for you, Ilko. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the thank show. You very it much. very interesting chat, Ilko. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks.